Hi, this is Shannon from SIS4Teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining us for our blog this week on a recap of the Math Might Show 403 and 404. I can't believe we made it to the end of our Math Might Shows for the second semesters with show 403 and 404. They both have some really great material for you to check out. It has been a wild ride. We've had lots of late nights, cups of coffee, questions about our sanity, and we sure are excited about life returning sort of back to normal, but we're also so proud of what we've been able to produce and how we've helped many kids all over the country to be successful with different math strategies. We're going to continue in this round of number talks with our theme at the beginning of the show. We're going to continue seeing different numeracy and number talks, of course, as the warm-up. In kindergarten, in episode 403, we're going to do a numeracy talk that's a little bit different. We're going to be showing the students a linear look of 18 on the counting buddy, but we want them in a quick flash to picture it. But instead of just telling us how many they see, we want them to transfer their knowledge to a double 10 frame to build it. So many kindergartners memorize the structure that you're using to display quantities. For example, a 10 frame. And oftentimes when you can't switch that modality and they don't know it. So it's really great practice in numeracy. We talked to Brian and Donovan trying to figure out how they solved in this warm-up. The I can statement is I can show numbers 11 through 19 in different ways. Value pack starts to be a main part of the show by asking the students the question, what does the number 10 plus 1 represent and how do you know? So far, we've talked about how if you have a full 10 frame and some more, it will total 11. But in this show, we're really going to bring it into the equation. So value pack is super excited because when they click apart, they show their value of their number on their belly. But when you push them together, you can get the visual of the addition sentences as they are combined. For example, we ask, can you find the expression for the number 14? We have 10 plus 4, 10 plus 5, and 10 plus 2. So students at this will make a lot of connections between the expressions of the actual team number they're looking for. We also switch modalities and ask the same question with the 10 frame. We display a 10 frame with 10 at the top and 8 at the bottom and ask the students to match up the equation to see if they can find the correct 10 frame. For the independent activities, students continue matching up equations with 10 frames. If you're a kindergarten teacher, you know the understanding of teen numbers is one of the hardest concepts to teach. So, we never can have too much practice. In our last show in kindergarten 404, we do a different spin on our numeracy talks. We're going to flash the double 10 frame and we want students to replicate it this time on a rack and rack. Remember, we're focusing on the idea of conservation to 20, which means that students can look at 10 and six and tell you how many without counting. Students will have a different way of seeing the quantity and building it on the rack and rack, and you'll see those in the show. The I can statement is I can work with numbers 11 through 19 and write their equations. To get us thinking in the right direction, we ask students to tell us what they know about 15. Some of our examples are 15 is less than 16. Maybe you could make 15 with the full 10 frame and five more. 15 comes after 14. 15 is 10 plus 5. I think it's great to get kids to generate their own ideas about what we're going to be teaching them. In this episode, we start to integrate number bonds alongside 10 frames in our study of teen numbers. Students will see double 10 frames with 10 at the top and 8 at the bottom. We know that the 10 and the 8 are part 
the two parts of the 10 frame, but when we put it together, it makes 18. We do several examples with 10 frames and matching number bonds that go with it. This is very similar to the equations we were talking about in a previous episode, but in this case, we want kids to see the part-part total. When? We then want a variety of equations that are, they can fill in, such as 10 plus 5 equals blank, or blank plus blank equals 16, or 10 plus 1 equals equals blank and so forth. Teen puzzles are a really fun activity for kindergartners. Each puzzle has a ten, double 10 frame, a number bond, and a number sentence. We cut the puzzles apart and the students have to apply their knowledge in the show to see if they can match it up. In first grade in episode 403, we're going to be doing a number talk. This time we're bringing back our friend DC, who we knew helped us make tens. He got really angry when he doesn't see friendly numbers, so he wants us to be able to help him by doing problems like nine plus six. When you're doing number talks with first graders, you wanna make sure you aren't using really high numbers, especially as students aren't going to be using pencil and paper. You want them to be able to mentally visualize the problem. However, there's nothing wrong with building the problem on a 10 frame with ten, nine at the top, and six at the bottom, or even a counting buddy junior by pulling nine beads of one color and six of another, so students can see the nine only needs one more bead to make ten. Sarah and Tiffany give us really great ideas to help us find the answer. The I can statement is still on shapes. I can explore what makes a shape a triangle and a rectangle and a square. We give students four different images and ask them which one doesn't belong. Some of the images aren't actually closed shapes. So we talk about why and how a shape has to be closed. Some of the images don't have straight lines. Some aren't shapes at all. Only one of them is a triangle and one of them is a bit different as it has different features. We spend some time talking about triangles and non-triangles. So a shape might look like a triangle, but what are the attributes of the triangle to make it an actual triangle? We wanna make sure that it has three sides and three corners. We wanna get kids to analyze shapes that don't look exactly like a triangle and see what they notice and how the shapes could be called non-triangles. We talk about rectangles and squares in the same way in the show. Some of the things always don't end up in the show. We like to pick them up off the cutting room floor and post them, our deleted scenes on our on our web page occasionally. So be sure that you check those out for some extras in the particular show. In the extension activity, we really want students to be able to draw triangles, rectangles, and squares based on what they know about a shape. We give them grid paper with dots to help them make sides and lengths similar that they create a shape based on their attributes. As you look at show 404 for first grade, we're doing a number talk again, and you guessed it, our friend DC is gonna make an appearance. This time it's eight plus six. Again, you may wanna bring out a double 10 frame to build the problem with eight on the top and, and red and six in the bottom and yellow and see if kids can visualize the strategy mentally. The eye can statement is I can build new shapes from smaller shapes. We first start by looking at different shapes, both of which create a really cute dog. Um, they're made of pattern blocks. Students are asked famous questions like what do you notice and what do you wonder? We want them to see that one of the dogs is made of three hexagons, but in the second picture, those same three hexagons are made up of a different shape, such as trapezoids. Two trapezoids, maybe six triangles, or even three rhombuses. Then we talk about other shapes that we can figure out, hexagons, rhombuses, and trapezoid. We come up with a variety of different 
ways that we can make six hexagons using those shapes. We then take an enlarged hexagon and see if students can figure out how many shapes can fit in it. So you might discover that you could use seven hexagons and six rhombuses to make a really large hexagon. We also do the same exercise with the triangle as well. Then we take a look to see if students can build different shapes with pattern blocks. Mrs. Markovich builds different animals out of the pattern blocks and for fun the students have to figure out what she building. In the extension activity, we want students to be able to apply what they learn in the show today by finding different ways to make a hexagon. Second grade for show 403, and we review value pack strategies of partial sums by adding the tens and tens and then the ones and ones. The particular problem that we're working on is 64 plus 35. By this time in second grade, we want students to be able to use strategies pretty quickly because they should be adding and subtracting problems all the way up through a thousand. We try to promote this in our warm-up by keeping these problems manageable for students to figure out with one of the math mites. The I can statement is I can find the difference between numbers. We start to look at find the difference between numbers in two ways. Jada has a way where she's using base 10 blocks. Andre has a way where he's counting back on a number line. Of course, we talk about what you students notice and what they wonder based on these strategies and how they're being taught. We bring in one of our math might friends, Springly, and see how it might be solved. We certainly can count up or back on a number line with Springling, or in some cases, we can start at the menu end, the first number in the subtraction problem, and hop back on the, to the subtrahend, the second number, to see what we land on. Then we talk about the different ways you can solve with Springling, such as 189 minus 73. Counting up to solve might be an easy way to do it. Then we find out that Springling has been messing with some paint and she has decided to splatter paint on problems. So it looks like 900 minus 370 equals splat or 250 plus splat equals 1000. We want students to see that Springling can help on that open number line using addition, subtraction, and even missing add-in. For the extension activity, students are going to apply what they learned in the show to find the difference between numbers with Springling. In the last show for second grade, 404, we're doing number talks again with our friend DC. This time we're bringing up numbers that are a little higher, like 189 plus 21. Do students know? Have do students see how close 189 is to 200? The I can statement is I can add and subtract three-digit numbers. In this case, we have two different ways that students solve the problem, 500 minus 387. Maya decided to look at the distance between the numbers and apply our friend Springling. But Lynn uses the character that we haven't seen yet from the Mathmite show called Minnie and Subby. Minnie is a character with a baseball cap pack I'm sorry, baseball cap, and her full name is actually Minuend, which is the first number in the subtraction problem. Her sister, Subby, with the ponytail and the hat, is the subtrahend, which is the second number in the subtraction problem. Minnie and Subby are on the number line together because they were born with an adjoining tail. They use the strategy called compensation, which is known as shifting the number line. So Lynn decides instead of looking at the distance between the two numbers, she wants to back 
up one from 500 to 499. Students will learn quickly as they use Minnie and Subby's strategy that Minnie and Subby do not like their tail to drag in the mud. So they have to shift together. As students take away one from the menu end, they're going to have to take away one from the sumter hen. In essence, shifting the number line is actually really, really a magical strategy for second graders. They love to use it. Our friend on the show wonders if, if Minnie and Subby can be solved in different ways. So we talk about how we could use the strategy with other problems. We also have a way that you could solve for problems with adding using value packs. So we talk about decomposing the hundreds, tens, and ones to solve. I believe some of the show ended up on the cutting room floor. So make sure you see our deleted scene pages. For the extension activity, we really hit home with the Minnie and Subby strategy. They don't really like to regroup, so we give students problems that they can solve with Springling and Minnie and Subby. In show 403, students are going to be doing number talks for third grade, but in this case, they're going to be doing it with a sort with fractions. We just finished the fractions unit, so we want to make sure kids have it fresh in their mind. We present a series of different fractions. They have to decide if the fractions are less than half, equal to half, or more than half. Maya and Eva give their thoughts about why they think the fractions should be sorted a certain way. This is a great inquiry-based activity that you can do with your kids to make sure they understand the application of fractions. The I can statement is I can make sense of line plots with length in the one half and quarter inch. Line plots might not be the most exciting thing to do, but the ability to be able to read one is really helpful for kids to gather information. We have students look at the table and then the line plot. Obviously, we want to see what they notice and what they wonder. We see that they're looking at the data chart and they're seeing lots of information, but it might not tell them a lot about the frequency or other information they want to see. We incorporate the student's understanding of fractions as we look at something that is six and a half inches. When we have to plot, use the line plot from zero to seven, where do we put that? In this particular show, we ended up talking about some seedlings and planted them to see how tall they would grow. A lot of data was taken by the students concluding the experiment, conducting the experiment, but we're going to use the data to help us answer lots of questions. We're going to compare the chart that has data on it with the line plot and give them more information. We then do a similar exercise with twigs. The independent activity is for students to interpret data from a line plot that's already been created so they can answer the questions. In 404, we're gonna do another number talk with fractions that are less than half, equal to half, and more than half, but we made it a little bit more tricky by adding fourths, eighths, and sixths. Maya and Eva go through their ways of reasoning why each fraction might be placed where it needs to be. The I can statement is I can collect data and represent it on a line plot. In the previous show, we discussed the importance of line plots and how to gather the data. In this show, we're gonna have some fun collecting our own data and see if we can put it in to our own line plot. We're gonna use eight different pine cones. Ms. Askew describes how to apply our knowledge of measuring to measuring the pine cones to be able to create a list of data and then turn it into a line plot. If you're an MQ member, you don't wanna miss out on this PowerPoint. We had to cut the whole activity where the students are doing a similar activity with the measuring feathers. 
It's done for you. All you have to do is download the file. It's really important for kids to apply the idea in fractions with measurement and data. Bundling all those concepts into one helps students see that they're actually using real life application. The extension activity also helps to make that real life connection because it walks them through collecting the data and creating line plots using measurement with fractions. I can't believe how fun it has been to produce the Math Might show, and I certainly can't believe that we have produced 112 of these shows. I've learned so much as I reflected on the creation process over the last few months. I certainly hope that you'll join us next week for our producer's commentary as I share with you what it was like creating these amazing resources for teachers, parents, and students.